Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Oh, welcome to another Thursday episode. I know it's been a while. I want to apologize. It was a confluence of numerous factors. I don't even know if confluence is a word, but I was on the road and I lost my voice. And then I was booked to do like five weeks. I just got back. And so between losing my voice and being booked on the road for five weeks, I was not able to podcast uh, the Thursday episodes. But now I'm back. My voice is back. I feel refreshed. I feel great. And even now, like um, I'm just back for a day and then I'm going to take off um, on a flight. And you know, what I want to share with you today is this last time I was out on the road, I was on, I was working on cruise ships. Is If you're new to the podcast, I also do stand-up comedy. And sometimes I work on cruise ships. Typically, I'm on a cruise ship for two weeks, three weeks most, max. This time I was gone for four weeks. And that's a long time for a comedian. And the reason why it's a long time for a comedian is if you go on as a a comedian, you're typically by yourself. There's typically another comedian on board with you. But when I say by yourself, what I mean is I'm not part of a band. I'm not with a group. And so I really have to learn how to keep my own counsel. If I were to get on a cruise ship as a crew member, Crew members on there for like anywhere from six months to a year. So they're able to like establish a community and connections and uh, a routine where because I'm going on for anywhere from a week to, in this case, four weeks, it's hard to establish that community and connection with everyone and get into a routine. And then also you're not... You know, you're kind of in between the crew and the passengers, where the passengers are coming on just for the week and then they leave. And so you're having these very quick and shallow, I don't want to say shallow, I think that diminishes some of the connections I've made. But, you know, you're not, you're having these week-long connections with people. And as we know, a week is not long enough to really get in-depth, um, connection and understanding and experiences with another person. <clears throat> so that brings me back to the, the the importance of being able to keep my own counsel and establish routine. So I want to share with you uh, what I did during that month. And the reason why this is important is a lot of times we are in situations where we may feel like we're unable to connect with other people or maybe we're traveling a lot um, and we just kind of feel untethered. Maybe we're surrounded by a bunch of people and we've been around them for a while, but for some reason we feel ungrounded, untethered. We feel like we don't know what our North Star is, what direction to go, um, how to put the pieces together. And so I want to kind of share with you what I did. And then also I want to share with you a book that I was reading. I love to take books with me um, 
when I travel, especially fiction, because fiction makes me feel like I'm I, like I'm bringing people with me. There's so many characters in these books, and so I make sure that I try to take books that have characters that I'd actually want to hang out with for four weeks, or you know, while I'm on the cruise ship. And so one of the books I read is Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. And I read this book because there's a woman that I follow on YouTube and she gives these 30-minute book reviews and they're, they're so in-depth and they're, uh, they're, they're wonderfully made and I could tell she puts a lot of care into it. And she said that Jane Eyre is her favorite book. So I was like, well, I love the books that she reviews and I love how she reviews them. So let me read uh, that. Let me read Jane Eyre. And I was not disappointed. I, I loved it. Um, it's not one of my favorite books. One of my favorite books is The Fountainhead. Uh, but uh, Jane Eyre definitely kept me captivated and was interesting. But what I want to share with you from this book is a, a passage where they talk about the importance of a routine. And I'm really harping on this word routine because there's something humbling about getting into your routine, about your daily routine, you know, waking up and kind of you have these things that you do every single day. You know, you, you journal, exercise, read, meditate, self-talk, you know, or take the kids to school or you do your physical therapy. Um or, you know, you go to Bible, whatever, whatever you go get coffee, you make coffee. We all kind of have our, our daily routines. Now, if we're lucky, we get to pick our, our kind of daily routine, a morning routine or night routine. And then some of us are, have kind of been, you know, forced into a routine where it's just like, this is just what I have to do versus, uh, these are things that I want to do. Um, but once again, the power of routine is humbling and it helps to ground us so that we feel like we have a center. And so here it is explained by uh, this. There's a character named Gior, Georgiana and I'm not there. There's no spoilers here. But Georgiana is talking to another character about the importance of routine because the other character, uh, Eliza, is uh, she, she just kind of seems untethered and ungrounded. So here's Georgiana talking to Eliza about the importance of a routine. And I quote, Then too, existence for you must be a scene of continual change and excitement, or else the world is a dungeon. You must be admired. You must be courted. You must be flattered. You must have music, dancing, and society, or you languish. You die away. Have you no sense to devise a system which will make you independent of all efforts and all wills but your own? Take one day. Share it into sections. To each section, apportion its task. Leave no stray unemployed quarters of an hour, ten minutes, five minutes. Include all. Do each piece of business in its turn with method, with rigidity, with rigid regularity. The day will close almost before you are aware it has begun, and you are indebted to no one for helping you to get rid of one vacant moment. 
You have had to seek no one's company, conversation, sympathy, forbearance. You have lived, in short, as an independent being ought to do. Take this advice, the first and last I shall offer you, that you will not want me or anyone else, happen what may. Neglect it, go on as heretofore craving, whining, and idling, and suffer the results of your uh, idiot. Idiocy, idiocy, end quote. So that's a that's a bit of tough love, obviously, from Georgiana uh, to Eliza, but it really helped to validate and reinforce the importance of my routine, especially the part where she says, you know, if you neglect it, then you'll go on craving, you'll go on wanting other things. For those of us who are struggling with addiction, struggling with, um, uh, you know, this craving, this, this empty feeling, this, you know, just trying to stuff our life with food, drugs, sex, alcohol, TV, news, whatever you're trying to fill your life with that is on no level fulfilling you. It just keeps you in that craving cycle. It's coming back to our routine helps diminish the cravings. You know, I, I was, I just flew in from, was my flight was at Puerto Rico to Chicago to San Diego. It was a very long day. I, it was, I don't know, it took like 11 to 14 hours of travel. My sciatica was flaring up. My back was killing me. And the thing that kept me grounded was journaling. I pulled out my yellow notepad and writing and and just freestyle writing or just taking notes of my day. And then getting up and, and kind of stretching in the bathroom. I got up a million times. People thought I was probably smoking in the bathroom or up to something or or had cholera, or I just read loving it. Anyway, um, and and then also reading. You know, I I, I brought uh, Doctor Shivago with me. I'm currently reading that, and also a little meditation. And it was cool because there was a lady sitting uh, across from me in the aisle because I always get the aisle seat, uh, and she was meditating. She had her AirPods in, and I could just tell from the the calm and serenity in the way she had positioned herself that she was meditating. Um, and, and I just kept doing that over and over. And, I, and I've shared it on this podcast before where I was, there was a flight where I was sitting next to an Asian um, family and they had a little timer set up for every 30 minutes. And so like the kids would watch a movie, a part of a movie for 30 minutes, and then they would do schoolwork for 30 minutes. And then they would write for 30 minutes, and they just kept repeating that cycle. And what I love is, is exactly what happens, exactly what um, Georgiana says here happens, in that if you keep doing this, then all of a sudden your day, uh, the day, she says, quote, the day will close almost before you are aware it has begun. And you are indebted to no one for helping you to get rid of one vacant moment. 
and I, it's so true. If I get into my routine, I just get into the flow of work, then the day is over before it's even begun. And it's a wonderful feeling. I don't feel untethered. I, it, maybe it's not an exciting day. Maybe it's not this like, oh, that was the best day of my life. But it was a calming, peaceful, I felt like I had agency and autonomy. I felt connected to self. I got into a flow. And I'm not indebted to anyone, right? Because sometimes when we're craving something, especially we're talking about, you know, addiction, maybe you got to borrow money from somebody to, to get your fix or you you have to, you know, you have to pay more, overextend yourself or, you know, ask a favor that you you probably can't even, you know, return. Um, and then you end up indebted to other people or other things. And then when the, the craving dies down, you know, briefly, however it does, you go, oh, man, I can't believe I did that again. And then you're right back there again. And then it just it just compounds the burden, the financial burden, the emotional burden, the social um, isolation and, and the shame that, that comes with that. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know what your daily routine is. I don't know if, you know, you get up, you get coffee, you sit on the porch. There, there's no right or wrong morning routine. There's so many YouTube videos about here's my morning routine. Whatever works for you. I know Michelle likes to go for a walk in the morning. Uh, first thing, you know, she takes the dog, go for a walk. And there's a lot of people in my neighborhood who love to go for a walk. And then some people, you know, they go for a walk to Starbucks, get their coffee. Or some people make their coffee first thing. Or even if it's reading the news. Um, but just be aware of what your routine is. And if you and if you've went through one cycle of your routine, like say like your routine is you wake up, you do some exercises, you drink coffee, uh, you read the news, that kind of thing, and then you go on through your day, and then you kind of feel untethered or lost. Start the routine again. You know, I, maybe I wouldn't make coffee, but maybe you make a smoothie or you make something. And then you maybe you're not reading the news because you already read it in the morning, but maybe you read a book or something inspirational. Um, and so, you know, you can have these different cycles of your routine throughout the day. It's not just about a morning routine and a bedtime routine. The, the routine is there to help reground you, especially in these moments where we may feel overwhelmed and we don't know where to start, come back to your routine. Come right back to the routine. For me, it's like, um, I, you know, I, I, there's a million things going on in my head. I don't know what to do. Okay, let me just journal for a little bit. Because usually for me, journaling helps give me clarity on what my next step needs to be. Or maybe I don't even need a, to take a next step. Maybe I can just let everything go. But coming back to my routine also allows me to feel safe, supported, secure, and like I can like I'm capable. I can handle this. At least I have my routine. And we have to be intentional about the routine because if not, 
we become reactive and then we start reaching for external things. As, you know, Georgiana talked about, she was like, you know, in the beginning where she's like, you must be admired, you must be courted and, and uh, courted and flattered, you must have music, dancing, and society, or you languish and die away. Like, we start reaching for all these external things that are supposed to bring us excitement. It might even be shopping, you know. Um, so to, to come back to our routine, to help us feel grounded, settled, secure, stable, and then move on from there. You know, you might, <laughs> I wake up and take a shower. It, this might be a three-shower day, <laughs> right? Sometimes you need that extra shower. Maybe you need four showers today. I, there was, um, I listened to a podcast about an author, and she said anytime she got stuck she uh, at writing because she was writing a book, she would go take a shower. And then it would, you know, some people go for a walk, some people, you know, but it just depends on where you live and what the weather is. A shower might be your, your next best option. So don't be afraid of, of re recycling or redoing your routine over and over again, uh, of taking four or five showers, of, uh, you know, going for a walk. It, it's not just something to start and end your day. So, Thank you for letting me share. Thank you for tuning in. And please email me what your routine is, you know, your morning routine or your bedtime routine uh, at leoflowers2000 at gmail. I want to hear. And then uh, and I can share it with the masses. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Uh Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help, for you calling the 1-800-988. has been it's been a minute. 988 number or the international numbers that are listed in each and every single one of the show notes. My Uber driver last night was from Ethiopia. And so, you know, if you look in the show notes and you're in Africa, there's a, 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 a hotline for you to call. You can chat. You can text. It's free. And if you need financial assistance, there are links in the show notes uh, that you can click on to help you with that. So there are resources out there. There are people who want to hear what you're going through. Um, and there are also people to remind you that you are not alone in your struggle. Thanks for tuning in and bye for now.